You're listening to KFI AM 640, Wake Up Call with me, Amy King, on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you get your sweetheart something special? We're going to be telling you during Wake Up Call how most of you are huge procrastinators when it comes to uh, Valentine's Day. Here's what's ahead on Wake Up Call. Two students have been hurt when a speeding car crashed into them on a sidewalk in Anaheim. The driver apparently missed a turn, lost control, hit a utility pole, and then veered into a group of kids next to the Anaheim Tennis Center yesterday afternoon. Two kids were injured. The other two were able to jump out of the way. The U.S. House has voted to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over the Biden administration's handling of the U.S.-Mexico border. The vote 214-213, President Biden called the impeachment a blatant act of unconstitutional uh, partisanship and petty political games. We're going to find out more about the impeachment and what's next with ABC's Stephen Portnoy. That's coming up in less than five minutes. A 3.9 magnitude earthquake was reported six miles north of Westmoreland in Imperial County yesterday, just before noon. There have been uh, more than a dozen quakes reported near El Centro and Imperial since midnight Monday. The largest was a 4.8. At 6.05, it's handle on the news. NATO members are expected to spend a record amount on defense spending as they brace for a possible President Trump again. Let's get started with some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. LAPD Chief Moore says guarding the unfinished graffiti-covered ocean-wide towers in downtown L.A. has strained his already understaffed police department. Officers have spent 3,000 hours guarding it so far. We do think that, unfortunately, it has become an iconic location to draw uh, people for nefarious acts. We now have seen uh, a base jump that has occurred off the top of that location. Police have arrested more than a dozen people for trespassing and other crimes. L.A. City Councilman Kevin DeLeon has introduced a motion asking for nearly $4 million to secure the skyscraper complex. City officials would also try to bill the property owner based in China, but the company is said to be bankrupt. A four-year-old boy kidnapped in Long Beach has been found safe. An Amber Alert was issued when the boy's father, who had left the car running with the boy inside, realized it was stolen last night. The child was the only occupant of the vehicle. No, no one else in the area. He's safe. He's unharmed. And he's been reunited with his family. Long Beach Police's Allison Gallagher says two women found the car and called police. The boy was found still in his car seat about an hour after the Amber Alert was issued. Anaheim has voted to start impounding illegal street vendor equipment, merchandise, and unsafe food for code violations. Anaheim says not one single street food vendor has obtained proper permits and health licenses despite 141 citations handed out in 2022 and 423 last year. We've seen raw chicken in a bucket sitting in the sun waiting to be cooked and ultimately sold. Anaheim's Aaron Ryan says it's about public safety. We've also seen open flames on her sidewalk generators and propane tanks, even merchandise vendors just taking up space so people can't pass by. The new rules could start April 1st. In Anaheim, Corbin Carson, KFI News. The LA County Board of Supervisors has tentatively approved new rules for short-term rentals in unincorporated areas. Uh, Rentals would be restricted to a host's primary residence. The rules would also require hosts with Airbnb or Verbo to register and pay a fee of $914 a year. And there are limits on the number of guests, the length of stay, and types of events available for short-term rentals. Well, it is Valentine's Day, which means love is in the air. 
just in time for Valentine's Day, Billboard has ranked the top 50 songs that have the word love in the title. This is the number five song, Silly Love Songs by Wings. We Found Love by Rihanna featuring Calvin Harris came in at number four. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees, number three. I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men is number two. And the number one top song with the word love in its title of all time, Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Aw. It's 5.07 on your wake-up call. Let's say good morning now to ABC's Stephen Portnoy. So, Stephen, we got two big things, an impeachment in the House and a $95 billion foreign aid package in the Senate. What do you want to hit first? Oh, my goodness. It's really up to you. But let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about the impeachment vote because okay. I think it is uh, interesting, especially vis-a-vis the result last night in New York's 3rd Congressional District on Long Island where yes. a Democrat won a seat that had been held by Republicans. The disgraced former congressman, George Santos, expelled by his colleagues. And now it's Tom Swasey, a Democrat who will retake a seat he had previously held for many years. The reason I mentioned it is because it makes life that much harder for Speaker Mike Johnson. Last night was an emblem of it when he, by a single vote, passed the impeachment resolution targeting Alejandro Mayorkas, the first cabinet official to face impeachment in nearly 150 years. And it was the second attempt to do it because the first time uh, Speaker Johnson had difficulty counting the votes and didn't anticipate the Democrats would have perfect attendance while Republicans didn't. And now, going forward, uh, Speaker Johnson will only be able to lose two of his own members in close party line votes before a measure goes down to defeat. So it'll just make it that much harder to govern. And the sense we get as we pivot now to the foreign aid bill is that there's not a clear plan that Speaker Johnson has not told his colleagues what it is that he and they should do when it comes to this $95 billion measure that's been sent over by the, the Senate. The only thing you're hearing from him publicly is complaints that it doesn't include border security. Well, we've known that that was going to happen. Uh, he said that if it did include the border security provisions that the that the Senate had negotiated, it'd be dead on arrival in the House, which is why those provisions were stripped out. So now what is the House going to do? It really is a question that we can't answer this morning. One option for Democrats in the House is to invoke the rarely used procedural measure known as a discharge petition. And that involves collecting 218 signatures and submitting the petition to the House clerk and calling a vote on the floor despite the Speaker's objection. And if it were allowed, if the House were truly allowed to work its will, as Speaker Johnson says, everyone knows that there would probably be enough support amongst Republicans and Democrats to, to send this $95 billion foreign aid bill to the president's desk. Okay. The reason that won't happen is because Speaker Johnson objects to it, and he's urging his Republican members not to sign on to it. Please don't cross me, is what he's said, saying to his colleagues. And we'll see what happens. But his speakership is already kind of hanging in the balance because he's come under a lot of criticism. And after they took McCarthy out, I wonder how much sway he's going to have. Well, that's right. I mean, look, he's essentially powerless. Um, it, it, he has to cater to uh, the far right members of his caucus who who demand things and are extremely ardent in their demands. And he knows that if he crosses them, they'll come for him. At the same time, if he wants to get anything done in the House, he has to worry about moderates. And last night is a clear example. You know, there were three Republicans who said that impeaching a sitting Homeland Security Secretary for his perceived failure to enforce the law 
is a policy dispute that does not rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. If one more Republican had joined on to that notion, it would have tanked the whole thing. Now, it did. that's not what happened. The House has impeached the Homeland Security Secretary, and there will be, in some respect, a trial in the Senate. But it just demonstrates just how razor-thin things are for the Speaker. It only takes one vote. It's a majority rule, and one single vote makes the difference. But uh, it just it's, it's that much more difficult to get anything done in a divided Congress and within a divided Republican Party. Okay, and do we know, Stephen, when they're going to take up either the foreign aid bill and or the impeachment? When no. Okay. Well, there you have it. We'll be watching for it then. Stephen Fortnoy, thanks for helping us sort it all out. You bet. All right, take care. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Two suspected gang members have been arrested in connection with four deadly shootings in southeast L.A. County. Bell Police Chief Carlos Islas says the shooters should be brought to justice. It is hoped that the DA will do everything in their power to prosecute them and be aggressive in their prosecution and not minimize this event. Captain Andrew Meyer of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department says the shootings happened over a span of just a few hours within a five-mile radius of each other in Bell, Cudahy, Huntington Park, and the Florence Firestone area. It appears this was a random murder spree. No armed robbery that we're aware of, uh, nothing else other than random targeting. The youngest person shot and killed was 14 years old. Police are still looking for a possible third person involved in the shootings. Ukraine claims it has destroyed a Russian military ship in the Black Sea. A Ukrainian defense official claims the operation today was carried out by Ukraine's military intelligence agency. The official says the Russian landing ship was attacked by drones and sank to the bottom of the sea. A driver in Texas has died in a crash into an emergency room. Five people were hurt in the crash yesterday. The hospital's chief medical officer, Dr. Peter DeYoung, says it couldn't have been worse. We are so thankful that the building itself appears to be in good condition and there's been no impact to operations outside of the emergency department at all. DeYoung says patients in the ER were moved to other hospitals. He says patients already admitted into the hospital were not affected. Police called it a mass casualty incident, but said it appears to have been an accident. Students planning to pursue careers in tech are facing a, shrimp, a shrinking job market. Major tech companies have laid off thousands of employees in the last year, and experts say the market's becoming more competitive. They say the industry saw record profits at the height of the pandemic, but now future graduates are facing a different trend, which could slow the number of jobs. They say students need to be patient. A round stingray named Charlotte has gotten knocked up all by herself in North Carolina. She spent most of her time swimming around alone in an aquarium. Her owner says Charlotte has as many as four pups and could give birth in the next two weeks. A research scientist in Georgia says Charlotte's pregnancy is the only documented example she's aware of for the species. Okay, did you see the Dunkings commercial? The one with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez and Tom Brady. And of course, Ben Affleck's best friend, Matt. Well, Duncan is... Uh, taking off the popularity of that and launching its Dunking's menu. It's a limited edition selection of food and drinks named after Affleck's failed attempt to impress his wife, J-Lo, with his musical talents. I thought that was one of the more fun commercials. Uh, the last year's Super Bowl ad for Dunkin', which also starred Affleck, helped sell more donuts the following day than any other day in Duncan's history. So they thought we should uh, capitalize on this. So the Dunkings menu now available 
includes Ben Affleck's favorite iced coffee and Dunking's Munchkin Skewers, which include three assorted donut holes on a skewer. Available now at Dunking's. Actually, at Dunkin'. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Dung King's menu. When we come back, we're talking tech with Rich DeMiro. Romance scammers have gone high tech. What you need to watch for. And guess what? Your smart TV is spying on you. You're listening to Wake Up Call on demand from KFI AM 640. LA police has spent 3,000 hours on duty guarding an abandoned high-rise from trespassers. The Oceanwide Plaza in downtown L.A. has been tagged with graffiti. Earlier this week, someone base-jumped off it. LAPD Chief Moore says guarding the unfinished building has strained his already understaffed police department. Caltrans is putting the brakes on plans to reopen PCH south of Magoo Rock 24 hours a day. The shoulder of the highway crumbled and fell onto the beach below from heavy rains last week. Caltrans has made repairs, but says with another storm expected this weekend, having the road open day and night is just too dangerous. Downtown Kansas City is turning into a sea of red for Valentine's Day as Chiefs fans get ready to celebrate their third Super Bowl victory in five seasons with a big old parade. The remote possibility that Travis Kelsey's girlfriend Taylor Swift might show up, plus temperatures in the 60s, are expected to draw a big crowd, estimated at over a million people. At 6.05, it's handle on the news. The House has done it by a 214-213 vote. It impeached the Homeland Security Secretary. We'll talk about what's next there. Let's say good morning to the host of Rich on Tech here on KFI. It's KTLA tech reporter, Rich DeMuro. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning to you, Amy. So we're talking romance this Valentine's Day. And if you're looking for love, there's a chance that scammers are looking for you. Yeah, we're pretty much being uh, exposed to scams no matter what we do online. But uh, romance scams, definitely a thing. $1.3 billion in 2022, median loss of about $4,400. The big red flag here, they want to talk to you. They want to fall in love with you, but they don't want to ever meet with you in person. That's the red flag. Um, these chats typically start on a standard dating platform, but they want to move off of those platforms onto a more private chat. Why? Because the dating platforms can't see what they're saying. They can't control what they're doing. Uh, and they want money. They usually want you to send them crypto. They usually want you to send them a bank transfer. And there's always an excuse, Amy. They can't meet with you because they're in the hospital. They're stuck at the border. They have to work, whatever it is. But they need that money because that will get them to you. Um, don't let this happen to you. So here's my question. How many people actually fall for this? Because it sounds like it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, with $1.3 billion in losses, that's a lot of people. So I think that uh, it's one of those things that you and I probably would not fall for. But there are many, many people out there. And, um, you know, tens of thousands of people, according to the FCC in 2022. I mean, I think they said like 70,000 people. That's that's a decent amount of people. And you don't want it to happen to you or someone you love. Yeah. And it's I think it's kind of a sad and it's kind of a sign of our times. I mean, people are really desperate to find somebody and may take desperate measure measures to try and try and get it, you know? Yeah. You get that attention. It's online. It's easy. And yeah, loneliness is a, is a huge part of this. And, and, you know, just in general, online dating works. People get married through online dating, but it, there's also this dark side of there's just scammers. Like there is in every other aspect of our lives.
Okay. So let's move on to happier things. Your favorite new toy, the Apple Vision Pro. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg has a thing or two to say about them. Yeah, I thought this was actually pretty wild. Now, you have to remember the backstory. Apple really cut um, cut Facebook off at the knees here with their, um, you know, their less ad tracking on the iPhone. So Facebook is not friends with Apple. They do not like Apple, even though, of course, Facebook app runs on many, many, many millions of iPhones out there. But uh, Mark Zuckerberg put on the uh, Apple Vision Pro, and he has a competing product called the, the Quest 3. And he said, you know, I expected our product to be a better value, but I actually think it's a better product overall. And he did his own little tech review. He said the Quest is more comfortable. It's lighter. There's no wires. You can see better inside of it. Um, it has more games. The price tag is seven times less. And it's also going by the open model versus Apple, which, you know, traditionally everything they do is a closed model where they control it from top to bottom. So he said, look, you know, game on. But we think we have the better product, and uh, I thought it was very interesting for him to do this, a CEO of a major, major company. You don't typically see this, and I thought it was pretty cool. So his, the Quest 3 is $500? Yeah, MetaQuest 3. So they have, they've been doing VR for like almost 10 years now. Okay. And have you tried out the MetaQuest 3? Yes, I have. And, um, you know... Here's the thing. Apple, what he left out of the equation is that Apple has the major support of developers, um, the software developers, because they have all the iPhone developers that have made apps for the iPhone and the iPad, you know, theoretically could work on apps for this. So he left that part out and Apple has a very good developer, soft, you know, software development kind of um, system. And so he left that part out and that could give Apple the upper hand. But at the same time, I think that a lot of people love this MetaQuest and, you know, people are enjoying the Apple Vision, but it's for a very specific audience right now. And that is people who can afford it. Yeah, people with a lot of money. Well, it sounds, I mean, it makes sense that, like, you might start with the Quest and if you find you really love it and then want to invest, then maybe you would upgrade over to the Vision Pro. Well, uh, Zuckerberg's arguing that it's not necessarily an upgrade. You're spending a lot of money for, you know, wires to be attached to your head, a heavier product, um, uh, you know, something that you can't necessarily work out in. So I think there's pros and cons of each. I think that Apple's will eventually be better if the price comes down. But I think the Quest 3 is still a very good product that what Mark is saying, don't don't count us out just yet. And I think he's right. Okay. Hey, and since I know that you You've been kind of all over the Vision Pro. <laughs> Did you see the family of four sitting around the table, all with their headsets on, not talking to each other? Oh, my gosh. I mean, if they could afford that in the future, sure, because we're already doing it with our smartphones. I mean, if, have you been to, like, a restaurant lately? It's like the whole family is just sitting there eating dinner with, uh, with their phones on the table, which, by the way, I do not recommend. Enjoy that time. My kids, they try to bring the iPad to the table, and I say, no, this is the 10 minutes where we're going to sit here and chat. And uh, it's really fun sometimes. It might take a little bit, but it, they do open up eventually. Yeah. You know what it really reminds me of? Did you see the movie Wally? Yes. <laughs> so if you if you saw Wally, remember everybody sits in these chairs and they have their big mm -hmm. like ginormous it looks like Slurpees or Seven Eleven drinks, and they all sit in front of screens and just yeah. tool around the ship, and nobody talks to each other. And they keep getting bigger too, by the way. Yeah. Well, there's that. Okay. Um, Walmart might be buying Vizio. What's up with that? Yeah, kind of interesting. Um, so Walmart, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, in talks to acquire the TV maker Vizio for almost uh, or more than $2 billion. 
Vizio's the biggest TV brand sold at Walmart. So they're their biggest customer. And I didn't know this, but Walmart made $2.7 billion off of ads last year. Like, I didn't realize they had, like, a big advertising business. But this would give them more ad inventory to sell. Wait, how'd they make make money off of ads? I'm guessing from their mobile products um, and also that Walmart TV that they have inside Walmart. Oh, okay. But this would give them more... Uh, inventory and the way that these smart TVs work uh, when you're watching these streaming services on a smart TV like a Vizio um, you know Netflix gets or whoever you're watching gets you know three minutes of ads and the TV manufacturer gets one minute and so they get to sell that on their own so they have a lot of inventory but they also get the viewer data and that is the big deal here that's the big play because I realized this I just bought a smart TV and um, they spy on you with this feature called automatic content recognition. So manufacturers collect the data from all the shows that you're watching, whether you're streaming, watching a regular channel, whatever it is, and then they aggregate that and sell it to advertising companies. So Walmart would be able to know if people saw an ad for Crest and then bought Crest in their stores. Wow. It's just amazing how they're doing that. Yeah, it is. But by the way, Amy, I always like a a little takeaway for people. And you can go into your settings on your TV, and I talked about this on my radio show this weekend, Uh uh, and turn off what's called automatic content recognition, ACR. Anything that says it's going to enhance your experience by collecting data, you can turn that off on your smart TV and um, reclaim at least some of your privacy. Okay, I'm going into my settings as soon as I get home. Uh, For more great tips like this, you can uh, listen to Rich DeMiro. He is the host of Rich on Tech right here on KFI. It's Saturdays from 11 to 2. You can also follow Rich on Instagram at Rich on Tech. Website, richontech.tv. Thanks so much, Rich. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Amy. Happy Valentine's Day. All right, you too. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Packaged foods sold in L.A. could soon have a new requirement. That requirement would be information on how long it would take for the packaging to biodegrade. Habits of Waste President Sheila Moravati says the information would be a crucial environmental step. Moravati says food packaging often breaks down into smaller microplastics over time. That then go back into our water and food sources, and we end up ingesting a lot of it. Some scientists say that we're eating a credit card worth amount of plastic each week. The LA City Council yesterday unanimously approved a report on possibly enacting the requirement. Blake Trolley, KFI News. A credit card size worth of plastics. That's scary. News brought to you by American Vision Windows. A report from the Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice says crime solving in California is at a record low, even though spending on law enforcement is at a record high. California's not defunding the police. We have put 50% more money into policing per capita and adjusted for inflation over the last 30 years. The advocacy group's Mike Mails says there are more than twice as many officers now than there were then, but the number of arrests has declined by 66%. He says he doesn't know why people are blaming DAs when the offenses aren't even reaching their desks. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has been released from the hospital. He was admitted Sunday to be treated for a bladder issue. Austin was diagnosed with prostate cancer in December and is still dealing with complications from his treatment. The Pentagon says Austin will be recuperating and performing his duties remotely for a period of time before he returns to work at the Pentagon later this week. When we come back, Amy's on it.
And what I'm on this week is one of the lesser known Academy Award nominated movies. We'll check that out in just about five minutes. Southland weather from KFI becoming partly cloudy with highs in the low to mid 60s, 50s for the high desert. Morning clouds, afternoon sun again tomorrow. Partly cloudy on Friday with highs in the 60s to about 70. Got a chance of rain late Saturday as a storm moves in. Rain's expected Sunday and Washington's birthday Monday. You're listening to Wake Up Call on demand from KFI AM 640. Happy Valentine's Day. That BG song ranked number three by Billboard is in the uh, top 100, or the, actually it's the top five, the top five heart love songs of all time. Uh, here's what we're following in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The U.S. House has voted to impeach. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over the Biden administration's handling of the U.S.-Mexico border. The vote was 214-213. President Biden called the impeachment a blatant act of unconstitutional partisanship and petty political gains. Harvey Weinstein's lawyers will be asking the New York Court of Appeals to overturn his 2020 rape conviction. They argue that the judge in his trial in Manhattan trampled his right to a fair trial by to succumbing to the pressure of the Me Too movement by allowing three women who weren't part of the case to testify. There's no getting around truck traffic in California. L.A.'s Highway 6057 interchange, interchange has ranked the worst truck bottleneck in the state and the seventh worst in the nation. The American Transportation Research says the 710 at the 105 is the country's 11th worst bottleneck spot, and the 10 and the 15 in Ontario is 18th on the list. At 5.50, we're going to be talking with ABC's Caleb Silver about whether you need to panic after yesterday's big drop in the stock market. Amy's on it. What am I on? I am on streaming shows. There are movies, there are documentaries, there are series. There's so much to see. And uh, how do you know what to even watch? Because there's so much content. So hopefully I can guide you a little bit. I take my recommendations from friends and relatives and, uh, well, we're friends, right? So I'll give my recommendations to you. This week, because it's Valentine's Day, this one kind of falls into that category. Um it's called Past Lives. It is nominated for an Academy Award. And when they announced the Academy Award nominations, I said, I've never heard that movie. I've never heard that name. Don't know anything about it. So it is currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Not all the Academy nominated movies are available on streaming, but this one is. So I thought I'd check it out. It stars Greta Lee. She plays Nora. And you may know her. I was like, why do I know that person? Well, she's on The Morning Show. She plays Stella Bach, the producer, on uh, The Morning Show. So that's where you might recognize her from. And also uh, John Maguro, who was in The Big Short and also Orange is, in the, new, uh, is the New Black. So there's a couple of familiar play, uh, faces and there's a lot of unfamiliar faces. But this is the story, Past Lives of childhood friends. So they grow up or they're growing up in uh, South Korea and her family said, it's time to go to the U.S. So they head over to the U.S. And then the next time you see them, they're grown up because years go by and they reconnect on, like so many of us, Facebook. So he's still in Korea. 
She's now living in Manhattan and they start building a relationship from half a world away. And it was really interesting to me because it comes with all the trappings of a long distance relationship. And I've I've been in plenty over my life. And I all, all of this was very familiar to me. Uh, living separate lives, living in different time zones. Of course, there's connectivity issues. And then the realization that you live half a world away and can't just see each other and spend time together when you want to. Um, it's a beautiful little movie. It's very heartwarming, but it's also very heartbreaking. Uh, there's no action in the movie. It's uh, a lot of talk, talk, talk. And it's just a really pretty story. And part of it is subtitled. So you do have to kind of pay attention, which <laughs> for me is always a problem because I'm like, oh, I need to go get some popcorn or, oh, I got to go do this or, oh, I need to check this on the computer. And then you have to rewind it. That's the beauty of streaming is you can rewind them. Uh, so just know that part of it is subtitled. I don't think it's probably going to win an Academy Award, but I do think it's a very good movie and uh, something nice to curl up with on a rainy day. Oh, this weekend we're supposed to get rain. It's called Past Lives again on Paramount+. Plus. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Huntington Beach has started reviewing library books as part of a city ordinance to keep sexually explicit material out of the kids section. Supporters say sexual material should be for parents to decide. Huntington Beach Mayor Gracie Vandermark says this is not about removing educational books on, for example, puberty. When I say sexually explicit, I'm talking about books that teach children how to masturbate, what a climax feels like, books with erections. Friends of Huntington Beach Library board member Carol Dawes says the libraries are fine how they are. What one person might find offensive another person might find that's a book I want to read with my child. The books will be reviewed, then returned or recategorized into teen or adult sections. In Orange County, Corbin Carson, KFI News. News brought to you by American Vision Windows. The death toll from the wildfire that destroyed the town of Lahaina on Maui has risen to 101. Police on the island have confirmed the identity of a 76-year-old after months of trying to identify remains using DNA samples from family members. Democrat Tom Suozzi has won the special election in New York to replace ousted Republican Congressman George Santos. Suozzi beat Republican Mazi Pillup last night to retake the seat he held for three terms before he gave it up to run for governor. Santos was thrown out in December, months after he was indicted on federal fraud charges. Knott's Berry Farm has plans to hire 2,000 workers for the 2024 season. The open positions include ride operators, park attendants, lifeguards, and hotel workers. The park is holding a week-long hiring event starting on Saturday. Officials say if you're interested, you can apply, interview, and even get hired the very same day. So since it's Valentine's Day, and, um, well, for me, it's a it's not a very momentous uh day because I don't have a Valentine's, so I might just, you know, curl up and watch a romantic movie. So I thought, well, what are the most romantic movies of all time? And um, did a little digging, found the list of what is supposedly the 200 best romantic comedies of all time. And you can look for it on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But I got to tell you, I don't know that I agree with this, and maybe it's because the movies are all too old, but according to Rotten Tomatoes, the number one romantic movie of all time is the Philly, uh, Philadelphia story. Know it? Well, it's a really old one. So, but it does, it stars Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn and James Stewart. So big, huge stars back in the day. 
but uh, I've never heard of it. And I don't even know if you can stream it. So that's the number one. Number two, His Girl Friday with Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell. Number three, The Shopper on the Corner with Margaret Sullivan and James Stewart. Ooh, there's a theme. Uh, number four, Barbara Stanwyck, uh, Stanwyck and Harry, uh, Henry Fonda star in The Lady Eve. That's from back in 1941. And in the top 10, uh, we don't hit uh, a contemporary movie until number six. That's Broadcast News from 1987. I love that movie. And Holly Hunter in that movie is spectacular um because you know she's she's a news producer and every once in a while she just breaks down and cries for kind of no reason i think because the stress stress of the day gets to her and um <laughs> yeah i i feel your pain holly hunter but i didn't really find that as a romantic movie because it wasn't like a you know it didn't have a happy ending and then big from 1988 was number seven that was adorable with tom hanks uh defending your life was number nine didn't even know that was a romance, but I also didn't see that. Um, the Big Sick, and I remember The Big Sick. It came out in 2017. It was nominated for something, which is the only reason that I watched it. Um, I didn't think it was very romantic. But here's my thing. The movie When Harry Met Sally, which is, for me, one of the best rom-coms of all time. It's like number 49 on the list. I kind of think that's criminal. We uh, did a little poll on um, Instagram at Amy K. King. Say Anything popped up a couple of times. Um, 13 Going on 30, that was another good one. And The Notebook. I don't think that's a romantic comedy. Boy, that one, I just bawled my eyes out. If you want to cry on Valentine's Day, watch The Notebook. But anyway, if you want to see the complete list, uh, you can check them out on Rotten Tomatoes. You're listening to Wake Up Call on demand from KFI AM 640. Here's what we're following in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. LAPD has spent 3,000 hours on duty guarding an abandoned high-rise from trespassers. The Oceanwide Plaza in downtown L.A. has been tagged with graffiti. And earlier this week, someone base jumped off the building. 18 people have been arrested at the site in recent days, mostly for trespassing and vandalism. Cal Caltrans is putting the brakes on plans to reopen PCH south of Magoo Rock 24 hours a day. The shoulder of the highway crumbled and fell onto the beach below from heavy rains last week. PCH between Las Posas and Sycamore Canyon Roads is going to be open from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. until further notice for safety reasons. Nearly half of the flowers, candy, and cards bought for Valentine's Day are bought at the last minute. Walmart says 75% of its Valentine's Day sales happen on February 13th and 14th. An open table uh, says last year 30% of Valentine's Day dinner reservations were made the day before and 18% were made on the holiday itself. Nothing like a good procrastination when it comes to true love. We're just minutes away from handle on the news this morning. The Republicans' razor-thin majority in the House just got even thinner thanks to ousted Representative George Santos. Let's say good morning now to ABC's Caleb Silver, the editor-in-chief at Investopedia. Caleb, um, should we start freaking out yet? <laughs> Not at all, not okay, at all. But good. I know yesterday was pretty scary. Yesterday was a big icy wind blowing through the stock market. Stocks are going to rebound this morning. A little bit of a scare there because inflation coming in hotter than expected. And I think that uh, set a lot of people by surprise. 
Okay, so how how much was the dive? Because at some point, I saw it was down like 700 points at one point. Yeah, the Dow was down 700 points or around 2%, rebounded in the last hour of trading, which is a sign that maybe it was a little oversold. When we look at stock futures this morning, the market can open in about 40 or so minutes over here. They look to open higher. Look, we've been at higher highs 12 out of the last 13 weeks. The stock market's been higher. We haven't seen a streak like that since 1972. We keep making record high after record high. Not crazy to see a pullback of 1% or 2%, especially when you have that economic news telling us that inflation is still so pretty sticky high here, which means the Federal Reserve is going to keep interest rates elevated probably until June. I think a lot of folks thought they might lower rates sooner. I think they need to think again and just wait until summer. Okay. And so, Caleb, since you're a money guy and you watch this, it used to be that the stocks would be like up 10 points or up 20 points or down 20 points. Now we see these wild swings. Why are the, why are the ups and downs so big now? Yeah, we have a much bigger stock market than we used to, don't forget. And we have a lot of money in that stock market, around $22 trillion kind of floating through, uh, through it every single day in one form or another. So lots more activity, but also you see a lot of momentum stocks. And you've seen this lately with AI-related stocks like NVIDIA and others. These stocks are up 100% plus in the past year. So when investors you know, decide they want to bet on a big theme and a lot of them go into it, you see these big moves in stocks, but you also see big moves to the downside. But for long-term investors, People that are saving for retirement, investing through re for retirement, slow and steady wins the race because the stock market averages about a 10% gain every year going back about 70 or 80 years. We had a big 24% gain last year. So just hang in there. So when we see these big swings, not to panic, just know that it's part of the ride. It's absolutely part of the ride. And you also have to decide for yourself as an investor, what's your threshold? How much of a loss are you willing to take? How long are you going to be invested for? If you're going to need that money you have in the stock market in the next five years, you're going to think very differently than somebody who's got 20, 30, 40 years of investing in front of them. And if you're that person with a long-term horizon, stay the course because the stock market has rewarded you on average year in, year out for the past 80 or so years. Okay. And then I want to ask you about inflation. So, and it appears that, like you said, the Fed is saying, oh, we might not do the any reductions until you know, early summer. And also that the inflation rate yesterday was higher than expected. And it was at 3.1% year over year. But since like 2020, and, and even though everybody goes, oh, the inflation rate's coming down, it's still up. I mean, it's prices are still sky high. So like how much are prices up in the last like three years? Yeah, prices are up some 20% in the past three years. But remember everything we've been through. The thing that people need to remember is that even though inflation is slowing, the rate of growth is slowing. We call that disinflation. We're not getting deflation. Prices are not dropping, except right. in certain categories like used cars and trucks right now. You're not going to find a lot of price drops. Utilities a little bit cheaper. But in general, everything is at an elevated price, and it's not going to be going down to where it was in 2019. We have had serious inflation over these last few years, and the economy's change so you have to change how you think about how you spend what it costs to be you how much you're taking in and how much you're spending if you're going to keep control of this because this is where prices are going to be for a while and chances of them ever really coming down again are it's sort of like once they're up there they're up there right once they're up there, they're up there. And, and we also have very full employment in this country. 3.7% unemployment is full employment, according to the Fed. And to keep employees happy, there's been a lot of wage increases in the past year or two, about 4%, which is unusual. 
So to keep paying employees a higher wage, companies have to raise prices. They pass it on to us, the consumers. They shrink their packaging. That shrinkflation you're everybody talking about right now, this is all part of the same thing. Higher prices, giving us less for our money, so we have to make our money last longer. That's the impact of inflation. Planning is key. Okay. Caleb uh, Silver, thank you so much. If you'd like to uh, get more on investing and follow him, you can go to at Caleb Silver on Instagram. Thank you so much for your time and your information this morning. Thank you. All right. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Two students in Anaheim have been hit by a speeding car that spun out of control and drove up onto a sidewalk. Both kids were taken to the hospital yesterday and are said to be in stable condition. Two other kids were able to jump out of the way. The driver of the car stuck around and did cooperate with police. Three people have been arrested for allegedly stealing several bronze plaques from the Port of Los Angeles area in San Pedro. The plaques from the American Merchant Marines Veterans Memorial and the International Warehouse and Longshore Union's Bloody Thursday Memorial were stolen late last month. A plaque from the Japanese fishing village from Memorial on Terminal Island was also taken. The arrests yesterday were made during a traffic stop. Uh, the L.A.'s Port Police chief says evidence found linked the people to the thefts of grave markers at local cemeteries as well. An effort by House Republicans to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has passed by one vote. The yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. ABC's Jay O'Brien says DHS released a statement last night about the vote. They say, quote, House Republicans will be remembered by history for trampling on the Constitution for political gain rather than working to solve the serious challenges at our border. President Biden also says history will not look kindly on House Republicans. Mayorkas is the second cabinet secretary in U.S. history to be impeached and the first in nearly 150 years. The Senate is out of session, but we'll be talking about the impeachment when lawmakers return February 26th. Marry me that song should have made the list because it doesn't have love in the title. Wedding bells are ringing for hundreds of people in Riverside County who are getting married this Valentine's Day. Officials have warned wait times may be longer for walk-in appointments. 44 ceremonies have already been scheduled. The county clerk's office says the goal is to make each ceremony memorable for each couple. Sweet. This is KFI and KOST HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Southland weather from KFI. Clouds this morning, mostly sunny this afternoon. Highs in the low 60s at the beaches. Mid-60s for Metro LA and Inland OC. Low to mid-60s in the valleys and Inland Empire, 50s in the Antelope Valley. About the same for tomorrow, warming up to about 70 for Friday under partly cloudy skies. Mostly cloudy on Saturday with a chance of rain late in the day. Rain's expected Sunday through Tuesday as another storm moves through. You've been listening to Wake Up Call with me, Amy King. You can always hear Wake Up Call 5 to 6 a.m. Monday through Friday on KFI AM 640 and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. 